0: Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. On this week's Our Savior Speaks podcast, we will hear from Bob Thompson, who is one of the licensed lay preachers at Our Savior Episcopal Church. Bob picks up on the theme that we find in the gospel that you will hear in just a few moments that has the 10 bridesmaids waiting on the arrival of the bridegroom, but nobody knows when the bridegroom is going to arrive. And so we find out that five are ready at any time and five are not. And he continues with this theme by offering his own examples from his life, especially of when he was going through scouting, examples that we can all relate to in different ways in our own lives. And so in a moment, we're going to hear from Bob speaking more about this topic of being prepared. And we'll also hear the readings from Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 3 and verses 14 through 25, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7. First Thessalonians chapter four verses 13 through 18 and from Matthew's Gospel chapter 25 verses one through
1: 13. A reading from Joshua. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges and the officers of Israel and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your ancestors, Terah and his sons Abraham and Nahor, lived among beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. Now, therefore, revere the Lord and serve him in serenity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Now, if you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord then the people answered far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods for it is the Lord our God who brought us out of us and our ancestors out from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight he protected us along the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed and the Lord drove out before all us all, the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. And he said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve, and him we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem. The word of the Lord. Be God. Let us chant Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7. Hear my teaching, o my people. reading from 1st Thessalonians but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so through Jesus God will bring with him those who have died for this we declare to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air, So we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words The Word of the Lord.
0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory
2: to you, Lord Christ.
0: Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour.
2: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to to you, Lord God. When I was a young boy, I joined the Boy Scouts of America. And being a Boy Scout, you had to know certain things and be able to recite certain things. Two of the things you had to know was the Boy Scout Oath and the Boy Scout Motto. And to this day, I can still recite both of them. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the scout law, to keep myself physically fit, mentally awake, and morally straight. And the Boy Scout oath is much like it, and I have been used it many times as well. Be prepared. These things I learned as a young boy, and they have stayed with me for my entire life. Listening to today's gospel, I felt that both of those things were exactly what this parable was speaking to us about. My goal as a Boy Scout was to achieve the rank of Eagle Scout. And all I had to do to to get to that rank was live by the oath and the motto. And sadly, I wasn't prepared. I missed the rank of Eagle by one merit badge. My life got busy with high school, and if the truth be known, I think there were probably some women involved there, too. But I missed out on the prestigious rank of Eagle because I procrastinated. On the hardest merit badge there was to obtain, environmental science. Had I lived the motto, I would have been prepared and knocked that merit badge out to start with and then coasted through the other ones. It took work to achieve that goal, as it does with any goal. I believe the parable of the ten bridesmaids is Jesus's way of telling us we need to be prepared. In this case, the goal isn't to be an Eagle Scout. It's the eternal life in God's kingdom. Be prepared for engaging with our Lord at all times. Many of us know what it's like to be prepared for something. If you've ever gone on a trip, you go see Bob the Travel Agent. You get your itinerary, you get your bags packed, and perhaps you get your passport in order. If you're having company from out of town, you prepare your house for people to come. Or perhaps one of your children, or you yourself, are going to get married. We prepare for that. But the most important thing we can do is to prepare for engaging with the Lord and Times when we least expect and for the Lord's final arrival. In our EFM class, we learned that Matthew wrote his gospel half a century after the resurrection. He struggled with the issue of the length of time it was taking for Jesus to come back the second time. Many of the early Christians believed that Jesus would return within their lifetimes. But by the time Matthew wrote this gospel, Many years had passed since the resurrection. People were beginning to wonder how long it would take for Jesus to return. We see this again and again in scripture. And in the series of parables over the last month or so, Matthew encouraged the church to maintain its vigil, even though the people were weary of staying alert. So where are we in this thinking? I believe the oil in this parable represents the actions and the preparedness for the coming of our Lord. Are we doing enough to be prepared? Are we spending the time in prayer? Are we studying scripture and theology and learning the ways that Jesus taught us? That the Father wants us to live? Are we evangelizing in our communities and spreading the word of God? Just like the bride and the groom have to be ready for the wedding, the church, as the bride of Christ, has to be ready for him when he comes. As Christians, we should be ready for the Lord to show up at any time. We have to keep our lamps full of the oil. The oil can also be seen as thinking about the activities we're doing now to serve our Lord. How active are we in doing the things I just mentioned? can equal how full our lamps are. We must see that we are continually growing in the love of God and service to humanity. So how do we keep our lamps full? Being prepared, having oil? It means working faithfully for the Lord. It means practicing good stewardship, careful management of time and money, Generosity to those in need. Proclamation of the word and the possibilities go on and on. Being prepared. Having oil means generosity to those in need. And this is where we come in. How do we do this as individuals? We look for a community of like-minded people so that we can do this collectively. We come to this church each and every Sunday, and we worship with that community. And it's here that we can make a difference. It's here that we find the resources to reach out and help those who are less fortunate than we are. It's here that we help to love our neighbors as ourselves, as Jesus said was one of the greatest commandments just a couple of weeks ago in our Gospel reading. In the big picture, each of us has abundance in life. Jesus says in John ten ten, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Just as Jesus shared his abundance with us, we are expected to share our abundance with others. The way we do that here at Our Savior is through the ministry such as community meal at Christ Episcopal Church the snack program at Grovetown Elementary School, helping hands, pastoral care for the homebound or for the folks in nursing homes, providing financial support for various charitable organizations and individuals that are in need, and those are just to name a few. Often our abundance isn't with money, but a specific talent. We need to share those talents, such as serving behind the rail as an ecumenical minister, or volunteer for a Sunday morning breakfast group, serve time on the vestry, or singing in the choir. The list can go on and on and on of the things it takes to keep our parish thriving and healthy. We need to speak about our treasures as well. We need to have a budget here at Our Savior, and we have mailed out to all of you a proposed budget for the coming year and by now I'm certain that each one of you have taken a look at it and I want you to know that Father Al the vestry and myself are working hard to maintain a balanced budget with each month and each year and I'm the first to tell you it's challenging but as with our own personal budgets for our own households, we're feeling the pinch of rising costs. Utility bills have increased, materials for building maintenance have escalated, and just recently our property insurance has skyrocketed, and those are just to name a few of the items. Granted that these are costs beyond our control, we're also feeling the pinch of decreasing pledge payments attributed to the death of members relocation of members, unexpected life circumstances. As a stewardship chairman, I would like to ask you to please reflect on how much God has blessed your life and then prayerfully discern how much of that blessing you will be giving back to God. It takes all of us and our time, our talent, and our treasure to keep our church functioning so that we have a place to worship, gather, and fellowship. Your pledge gift will enable us to continue our ministries and serve our community by sharing the good news and the love of Jesus Christ. These things are part of the answers as to how we individually love our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus makes it clear that he has expectations regarding our behavior. Standards that we must take seriously that we learned in this parable. We are called to be faithful to God. Being faithful is the meaning of waiting and preparing for our Lord to come. Our Lord encourages us to live a life of preparedness to encounter God at any and all times. We must always, as the Boy Scouts taught us, be prepared. For the Lord to return, because he could return at any time. Matthew tells us in his gospel that Jesus said, no one would know the hour or the day of his return. But we do know that Christ has promised great joy to those who are prepared for his return. So the question we must ask ourselves is, which of the ten bridesmaids from this parable Do we want to be? Do we want to be the ones that were shut out? Or do we want to be the ones who choose to be in God's presence for eternity? In order to do that, we have to revert back to that old Boy Scout motto. Be prepared. Put in the hard work. Be good stewards of our time, our talents, and our money. Remember this. Jesus Christ never told us Was going to be easy to be a disciple. Amen.